The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. One at a time. Welcome, everyone, to a not mixed martial arts preview show. Uh, boxing probably doesn't have as good of a chat, but you know, we persevere. And this is a boxing preview show, so of course, we had to. Well, I don't remember how I phrased it earlier in the week, but we got the the holy trinity of me, Jose Young's hosting the Canelo Charlo preview show. We have New York Rick here to talk all sorts of boxing. Our pretty much our Slack channel between me and him is a lot of boxing talk anyway. So we're bringing it to you in a preview show format. And the sole reason that we are 15 minutes late on this preview show, he is from the South, so cut him some slack. They still haven't figured out how analog clocks work. Jed Mishu. And hi guys, of course, My bad. sorry. And of course, Casey on the ones and twos, he is actually on site in Las Vegas in the lovely studio A and B in the MGM. You might recognize it as the old media room for all of our lovely UFC uh, media rooms from pre T Mobile. I miss those days, I miss that. that. I missed that room. Anyway, we're gonna we're, we are of course here to talk to Canelo Alvarez and Jermel Charlo. Jermel Charlo, of course, they don't don't confuse him with his brother. Uh, Charlo going up two weight classes, it's unheard of. That has been a mixed bag of results for people that have gone up. Of course, obviously Roy Jones, Pacquiao, Tommy Ernst, Michael Spinks, obviously all had great success. Then you have guys like you know Amir Khan, uh, Mikey Garcia, Kell Brook. Didn't really work out for them. We will get into that later on. But I'm going to start with you, Eric. Uh, we ch- chatted a little bit of it before we went live, and you are of course one of our main correspondents on the, in terms of the social aspect of MMA fighting. So I'm I'm curious, what has been 
there's no UFC this week, so we really do get to concentrate on and focus on the boxing part of of the combat sports world, especially Canelo, who is one of, if not the biggest draws in all of boxing. What has been the social chatter and the excitement level that you've seen in the internet leading up to this? What I think is still a big fight, but what have you seen from the rest of the world? Yeah, it's a it's a really fair question. I have to admit, I feel like this hasn't traveled beyond the boxing world. Like we typically at MMA fighting see for some of these bigger fights, a lot of buzz and a lot of traction and and MMA fans kind of coming into the tent um, for these big boxing events. And I have seen some replies that are just like, I didn't even know this was happening. Um, I've seen a lack of kind of interest in replies. So this to me feels like a boxing fight and it doesn't seem have the kind of crover appeal that some of the other um big boxing fights that we've seen recently kind of have um which i don't know if that's good or bad like I, I, from a from a boxing fight perspective i don't think that necessarily getting mma fans interested or or even like wider mainstream fans interested is necessarily um important or significant um but it does speak to the idea that i think this lands firmly in the boxing realm and and isn't traveling beyond at least from from what i'm on social uh before i kick over to jed i do want to ask one more thing for you uh eric historically mexican independence day has been the big date in boxing you know single de mayo and then mexican independence day floyd mayweather kind of claims that date and then when he quote unquote retired for whatever time he was canelo kind of took that mantle and ran with it now the ufc had their big event at the t-mobile arena uh on Mexican Independence Day. And a lot of people were wondering, well, that's usually Canelo's date. Is he would he go to the MGM where they hold both in the same weekend? Didn't wasn't the case. Two weeks later, Canelo's fighting. Do you think that has something to do with it? That people were just kind of programmed to to schedule their boxing around Mexican Independence Day? Or is it just like Canelo, Jamel Charles just isn't as interesting as say the Ryan Garcias, uh, the Tank Davises, the the Spence Crawfords of the world? I think you hit on it with your later um, points, and I think it's more correlation than causation. I think that this is just not as significant a fight in that space. This is just not something that uh, fans have been able to kind of follow the narrative on. Um, and and I think, therefore, the idea that Canelo was not fighting on Mexican Independence Day kind of became like, okay, kind of became like, yeah, we're just not going to do that this time, uh, which is a bit of a weird thing to have happen when tradition is tradition. Um, and I think that those two things are related in that sense. That I think that this may not have been the fight where it would have said where they would have said we have to do it on this date. We've programmed people, and they've done a really good job of it. Um, and you need to come see this to the point where it's like, ah, it's okay if we're not. We're we're close enough around it, and and hopefully people will tune it still tune in for Canelo. Um, so yeah, I think there's I think there's there's a relationship there. I think there's something going on there. But I think if that's I don't think that that's the major cause of it. I I think it's more on the back of the of how compelling people or or the lack of compelling nature um how people find this fight and jed for you you admittedly you don't watch you don't follow boxing as nearly as you know you do with the in the in the mixed martial arts well when we do these preview shows you do a great job of researching and watching tape and all that stuff but i'm curious from someone that i'm not saying you're on the outside of the boxing world but not as invested in the boxing world where does this, what is the interest le- yes what is the interest level for you and canelo charlo compared to like all these other massive fights that we've had that like when crawford spence was announced that was a fight that we had been talking about for years uh they just announced fury and usik are gonna fight 
not sold on, but we did just arrest a guy that, you know, was involved in Tupac's shooting. So crazier things have happened in the last 10 minutes than Fury Usyk being announced. So I'm curious for if Jed, for you, what is what is the excitement level for you for Canelo Charlo? Well, one, let's just put this out there. Uh, Fury Usyk, I mean, if if Francis does the thing, does Fury Usyk happen? I don't know. We're just going to throw that out there. We can move on. Uh, look, this isn't this isn't as big as Spence Crawford because I don't, again, casual boxing fan. Are there three bigger fights in boxing that could have been made at the time? Like, no, like that's like the biggest fight uh, that could have been made. That's a fight that, you know, a casual fan like myself was like, hey, I thought about that fight for a long time. That seems dope. Great. Let's do that. Um, this is, this is not that. And I think you touched on it at the beginning saying, you know, you've got Jermel coming up two weight classes, Jamal probably would have made more sense, you know, um, just cause he's, I think he competes, you know, a little bit higher up, but, uh, this fight's still dope, particularly once I like got into it. I think the, one of the big points for like why it maybe isn't transcending and certainly a part for me is like, I knew who the Charlo brothers were. They were not like a big part of my experience. I think I'd seen them both fight a couple of times, but you know, they aren't the big stars of the sport. And so the idea of the Charlos is moving up two weight classes to fight Canelo is less broadly appealing than, Hey, Canelo is trying to pursue another title at light heavyweight or, or whatever. He's the one taking the quote unquote risk of moving up a weight class, uh, and so I think that knocks a little bit. But then you get into it, and it's like, well, Jamal Charlo's really freaking good at fighting. Um, like he's a really fun fighter too. It's not just that he's good. You watch him; his fights are are compelling and interesting. And you know, this is we'll get into this matchup and what goes on here. But uh, this was not a fight that like jumped off the page to me as like, oh, this is great. But as I got more into it, went back and watched some, some of their fights and sort of recognized the totality of what's going on here. I was like, hell yeah, this fight's going to rule. I'm really excited to watch it. Going off of that, Eric, you know, we I kind of touched upon it a bit, but and, and Jed mentioned it. Charlo is going up two weight classes. Like I said, historically, it's it's a mixed bag. But if he if he wins, he, he, he can become the undisputed champion of another weight class, like a massive one. And he would join Terrence Crawford, and Clarissa Shields as the only fighters to have to be undisputed in the four belt era. Right now, those are the two best fighters in their gender. I don't think it's an argument that Clarissa Shields is the best female boxer, and it's not an argument. Well, it is an argument. I'll listen to your arguments to say so, Terrence Crawford is 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 or is not the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. I think I we can all agree this he is anyway. <laughs> This Inouye. That's fine. I can listen to the I can listen to the Inouyes. I can listen to the Usex, but Crawford seems to be the the vast majority. People think that he is the number yeah. one pound for pound fighter he in the is. world. So uh, when they announced it was this Charlo brother going up two weight classes to balance Canal, Eric, what was your reaction? It made sense. Like I, I get that the the um the the momentum was was toward the other brother, but uh, th- this made a lot of sense to me. I, I think he's game. I think he's viable. And I and I on it like obviously the the size is going to be um, a huge factor, and and that's kind of been the story of the build to this fight. A lot of people like I feel like there's very like established narratives that we can get into later um, around this fight that that the the public and uh, pundits seem to be gravitating toward and, and they're pretty like um 
static. They're pretty, they're not dynamic at all. They're kind of just like size is going to be the factor is Canelo diminished and, and they kind of return to, to one of those two camps. I really don't think size is going to be as huge a, a consideration in this fight. It's certainly going to be something. And and certainly the idea that Canelo has been fighting at a higher weight um, for a longer time and fighting top level competition is not something that you dismiss outright. I understand why it's a narrative, but I'm not particularly concerned. I I don't think that this fight will come down to exclusively size. Now we certainly, you know, coming from our background where MMA is kind of our bread and butter. We certainly do see size being significant just because of the um, the difference in the weights of each weight class, uh, where in MMA, they are huge. And when you are going up in weight, you are really taking a, a major risk. In boxing, obviously, we've seen people climb the weight classes uh, more readily just because of the, the lack of gap between weight classes. But to your point, it doesn't always happen successfully. It's very difficult to fight at a high level at many different weight classes in boxing. And we've seen some people do it very, very successfully. And we've seen many more kind of not do it successfully. Um, so it will be a factor, but I don't think this will be the difference in the fight, if that makes sense. I think there's a lot of other things that I would point to first before I point to the difference in size between Charlo and Canelo. I think that that point has kind of been almost like over overestimated in its, in its significance. And I'm curious if you guys agree with that. I agree I to an extent, and for those for those unaware, like in box, the two weight class jump is Charles going from one fifty four to one sixty eight. He is not he he cuts a lot of basically an MMA to to weight class trip. Yes, essentially, like essentially going from lightweight to welterweight. Um, he is not the he's a big one fifty four like pound fight. He's a big super welterweight as or whatever weight class it is, super welterweight, light middleweight, whatever it's whatever anyone wants to call it. He might because Charlo might be from a smaller weight class, but he has a three inch reach advantage against Canelo. It's very, it's strange. Yeah, he, he cuts everyone a, does. He cuts a lot of yes. Canelo he, hasn't had like a, a, a height and reach advantage in 10 years. Right. He's tiny man. And his outside of Bivol, he's historically done pretty well against fighters that are bigger, bigger than him. So, Jed, I'm going to ask with you, I want you to elaborate uh, this whole size difference, Charlo coming up two weight classes or one MMA weight class. Uh, is Are we, are you with Eric? Are we looking too much into that? What is your take on the, on the, big, on the size difference? I think that there's absolutely a world where Eric's correct um, because, again, and, you know, Charlotte does cut some weight. He's He is not a small – dimensionally not small for the weight class at all and will have, you know, a reach a height advantage. But uh, I – we've never seen it and I think that there's a – I have a, a very a, – my biggest question in this fight – uh, is less about, hey, is Canelo diminished? Because I think that that story has been maybe a touch overblown. It might be true, but we can get into that. But it's, hey, you're going up to weight classes and a lot of your game, like a lot of what I've seen from Charlo, very, very good, obviously, but he gets a ton of mileage out of um, just hitting the shit out of people. And I don't know how that's going to translate against, you know, up to weight classes, particularly up against a guy in Canelo who has fought monstrous hitters and weight classes above this even. And conversely, at the same time, you, you watch, you watch Charlo fight and he's not opposed to getting hit himself. Um, get, can get a little loose with it in there. And Canelo, uh, that that dude <laughs> that dude puts the hands on people in a very serious way and if you're talking about a guy who is naturally bigger that 
and a big puncher up weight classes even. I think that there is very much a world where Charlo maybe thinks he can get away with more than he really can or he just gets hit and it it just matters more because it's a 14 pound weight jump and you know I I have lo- I am largely the guy who doesn't think that weight matters as much as people put on it in MMA but the argument in MMA is always dude it's 15 pounds that is a huge gap uh, and and you can see that and I I think that there's I would say it's more likely than not that that is a fairly major factor in this fight. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, and let's not forget, I mentioned it in the beginning. Amir Khan went up two weight classes to fight Canelo, and that dude's still asleep from that fight, from whenever that was. But one of the other yeah, narratives, uh, besides one of <laughs> that's putting it Amir's been stopped a few times, yeah. <laughs> Yes. And so it gets literally like the best of the best too. Let's, I don't want, I'm not, I don't want to knock America on too much, but uh, Eric, another, another big narrative of this outside of the weight difference is, is Charlo catching Canelo at the right time? Because like I said, like, like when Broner fought Malinaji, when Spinks fought Larry Holmes, they were going up in weight, but Malinaji and Larry Holmes were, I'm not using the phrase washed because they're two of the best, like, especially Larry Holmes. I think he's the most underrated heavyweight that's ever fought. They were not in their prime anymore, and they were very clearly on the decline or on the last legs of their career. Now, I'm not saying Canelo is on the last legs of his career, but the phrase, is he fading, is he still the best, those are questions that I've seen brought up a lot specifically for this fight. So I'm asking, is this the right time? Is Charlo catching Canelo on the decline, Is or is Canelo's best days still ahead of him? It's so funny because those are kind of the two prevalent narratives, and that's the one that I actually think is more significant. Jed, you know, kind of pointed to the weight, and I said, I don't think that's significant. I think it's actually this narrative that has kind of been talked about and and seems to be prevailing on the Canelo side of it that I do wonder about. I really like 
boxing is an unforgiving sport. This man has been chasing like greatness for a very long time, fighting guys bigger than himself and doing things that very few can do or are even capable of doing. And he's been able to accomplish that. There's a, there's a toll for that. There is a wear and tear that happens. Um, and all of a sudden it, it can start to show. And I gotta be honest, I was, lo- I've been looking at his last couple performances and there's part of me that says because of the size, because of what he's trying, attempting to do, I'm willing to forgive. And there's part of me that said like in the later rounds, like he just did not look that good. And I do expect if he can't finish Charlo, that Charlo will be there in the later rounds and can potentially take advantage of this. Now, that's assuming that that is operating under the assumption that there is a diminishment, that there is a fading. If not, I don't expect that that will be a successful strategy. I, I expect that Canelo will be able to plant his feet and at some point land the shots that he's been able to land against most others and probably put Charlo down and plod forward and really box on the inside in a way that Charlo's not going to be able to use the physical gifts that he has had at lower weight classes in the way that Jed has described. And that is a very clean and and obvious route the path could take but what if canelo is diminished what if the cliff is here what if there is a is a diminishment now is it 10 percent? and maybe he can still kind of do what he's done in the past is it 25 percent? that's the part i'm i put more stock into and want to see the answer to if you're asking me directly is he catching up at the right time i really don't know the answer but that's the answer i'm most interested in finding out i'm more interested at the in this fight from the perspective of can canelo prove that he is still the guy um in a fight that is made for him to do that this this fight feels to me like an opportunity for him to say look i was i was trying that bivol was too big and and i just couldn't get it done he kept me on the end of his jab and and i couldn't get it done but it's been like that for the last couple of fights and i really want to see what version of canelo we get and i and i don't know the answer and that's what intrigues me so much about this fight because i think charlo is somebody who if the answer is canelo is diminished even slightly can potentially take advantage of that and that's why i'm intrigued by this fight same question for you jed is charlo catching canelo at the right time so i i think that there's it's very possible but my the reason I said that uh, earlier, Rick, is I think I'm just coming from this from a different perspective of the Bivol fight. Uh, that fight to me looked very clearly like he's just not big enough to do this. Like he's he is simply out physically manned at that point in time. So don't take much away. And the, the Gennady trilogy, maybe not his best performance, but fine. And just sort of a weird – the circumstances there entirely. I I did not watch John Ryder at the time I came to that in prep for this. And the entire narrative I had heard coming into this is, man, that Ryder fight was pretty bad. Like he hurt him and really should have put the boots to him and like uh, maybe he's fallen off. And if he's fallen off, I won't be shocked. You said he's been doing this for a long time. Rick, he's been fighting for 18 years as a professional. He's 33 years old, by the way. It's a long time. He has 63 fights that we know about. And like, I'm willing to assume that the 63 is a low number because he was fighting, you know, in Mexico for a bunch as a teenager. So they probably missed a few. Like that is just an impossible amount of mileage. So like absolutely could happen this the timelines are already put already redlined here 
But when I went back and watched the Ryder fight, I came into it expecting to look bad. And he just clubbed Ryder around for a while. And I, my takeaway from that fight was much less, man, what's going on here? Like, is Canelo lost? And it's like, man, freaking respect to John Ryder. Like, this dude just is, his nose is pouring blood he at one moment looked like he was about to quit and then like steeled himself and came out and started putting it back at him like i just left fight with a lot of respect for what john Ryder was capable of um and like his heart and less hey canelo canelo might be falling off so that's sort of my my thought coming in here and again we'll be super shocked if he does look a little slower but again i i think that if this is, hey, who he's fighting, you know, he's going to go back up. We're going to do the Bivol rematch. All right. I don't, I think he's not really maybe at his best anymore. I don't think that that's going to matter as much given the other advantages I feel that he has coming into this. Yeah. To say, even if he is diminished, it's not diminished enough where you feel that Charlo is posing as, as big a threat as he possibly could. Exactly. Like I, if he's diminished, you know, if you're going to be diminished, I would recommend to any professional fighter, uh, fight dudes, two weight classes below you. That's probably going <laughs> to mitigate you being diminished to some extent. It's a great tactical choice. Yes. It is. All right. So the moment of the moment of truth, uh, anything else you want to add, Eric? I, I'm just going to say, right. I, I agree with that. I will say there's a bit of an element of, Sometimes we do make those justifications when the cliff is coming. And then when he finally falls off the cliff, we go, he fell off the cliff. Oh, and, we should have seen I'm it. I'm curious. We should have seen it. It was there. And, and we kind of said, uh, Bivol was too big, which by the way, all of these things, I agree with every single takeaway you had. I came away from that fight saying Ryder is a, is a stud, like is a, Dude, oh, yeah. a dog. What a stud. but I also Just thought to myself, big. does he finish him two years ago? Does 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 he get yeah. him out of there two years ago? And there's a part of me that he, that I I need to know the answer here, and and I think we're going to get answers here, which is why I'm so excited about this fight because I really do believe if he is diminished in any capacity, I really think that Charlo is somebody who could take advantage of that. Like he is so game, he's so good at adjustments. Again, the physical the physical part of it is a factor, but I don't think it will be as huge a factor. So I'm I'm very excited about this fight, and and I think that it's a perfect bit of matchmaking. Because to your point, like, look, if Canelo can style here, it's great. You got him in there against a the guy where he has some advantages, and now he's back. And now we're now those people that were saying, "Hey, is Canelo falling off?" are going, "He's back. He's here." And if and if and if Charlo's here, now you've got a superstar in the making because I feel like he's got the complete package. So, man, I, I really like this fight, and I feel like it's flying under the radar for a lot of fans that might enjoy it as well. Is Billy Joe Saunders a better fighter than John Ryder? <laughs> it's tough. That's a good question. I'm good. Anyway, what were you going to say, Jed? I was going to say I didn't mention this because I forgot about it, but I made a note of. I also. I left that fight wondering a little bit about the, the John Ryder fight. Um, if Mexico played a factor in this, like it was, just, it was Canelo's first time fighting back in Mexico in like 20 years or some impossibly large number. And the weight of that expectation, because I, there was a period of that fight. It was after that, after the knockdown and, uh, it really looked like Canelo was turning it up where I was like, Oh yeah. And then he didn't. And I think that's the takeaway, but I don't know if that's just hey maybe less about did he ha does he have the physicality to do it anymore is he dropping off and more 
10 years ago, he would have been reckless. He would have just been like, I'm just going to kill this dude. I'm in Mexico. I got to do this. And now he's a more refined, more disciplined fighter. And so he didn't sort of overextend himself in that way. So I just wanted to mention that like, also maybe fighting in Mexico for the first time in 10 years is like substantively important to that performance and, and how that all shook out. Question for both of you, a little trivia question. Can you name how many undisputed super middleweight champions there have been in the four belts era? One. It's him, isn't it? Eric? Yeah, that's the only one I know. Is that One of correct? one. There is one yeah. of one. Canel is the only one. So, Eric, I'll ask you, will we see a new undisputed super middleweight champion in boxing, or is Canelo just add another scalp and move on to literally bigger fighters? I'm getting really weird just feelings. Like I don't know how to describe it that, that I just can't – like I'm picturing Charlo getting his hand raised, and I don't understand why. But the logical part of my brain just prevents me from thinking that will happen. And ultimately, I fight my instincts to say, no, <laughs> like I expect that Canelo is going to be able to get on the inside. And at some point in the middle rounds, he's just going to turn up and Charlo is going to be there. And there's not going to be an opportunity for him to evade and escape. And, and Canelo is going to put him down. But there's, so, there's, there's a weird feeling around this fight. And I think it's almost mm -hmm. like the, the fact that it's not being viewed, like it's the fact that it's flying under the radar because this is the type of fight that all of a sudden like we, we wake up one day and we're like, hey, Canelo lost. And um, <laughs> it feels weird. So there's, yeah. there's something happening and there's some kind of feeling I'm having. But when I, when I look at the fights, I ultimately come away with the same conclusions that Jed kind of did. Like there is a, there is a justification for everything that we've seen from Canelo lately that I am attributing to to it and then i this fight and i'm like yeah he's coming up in weight and i think canelo has um power that is going to carry and there's an and there's a an advantage that he's going to have when he's on the inside that i don't know that charlo can overcome so the logical part of me just says canelo stoppage middle rounds if it, if it does go long yeah maybe, maybe there's a world where charlo can win but um i, I have to side with canelo until i see otherwise yeah, I agree with you. If people on this show remember when we had a meeting, I said that Bivol was probably going to be Canelo, and a whole bunch of people laughed at me. I thought that was an, uh, that was such an unshocking development in that fight, just the bigger fighter fighting Canelo. Charlo beating Canelo would be would feel strange, but it would I could very easily see it happening. It would feel strange, like Eric said, like waking up and be like, "Damn, Canelo lost. That's weird." Jed what animal beats a line? A tuna. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. I, anyway, I would have absolutely loved had that happened, but it didn't. And it made me sad that no feels <laughs> that he didn't have that answer queued up. Can't blame him. I was like, yeah, tuna, obviously. There you go. So what is your official prediction for Canelo, Charlo? Do we have a new champion or does Canelo move on? I think it's going to be a fun fight, but I think this is going to be a showcase for Canelo. I think Canelo is really set up here. Um, if you dive into the stats a little bit, they really back that up even more. Um, and that's obviously not taking into account, you know, the the weight advantages, et cetera. But um, pulled up a couple of stats here, and it's just Canelo lands mm -hmm. more, throws more uh, historically than Charlo. And um, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm pulling this stat out of my ass, and I could technically be wrong, but – I'm going to say it's right. Uh, man's never been knocked down. So I don't 
Like I, mm. I'm just not like I, I know how Charlo can win, but like if you watch Charlo fight, a lot of his game really is dependent on hitting the shit out of people. And even if he does it, just like land clean. I'm not sure it's gonna matter because Canelo is incredibly durable. And at some point, Charlo's gonna get into some firefights and get hit. And I I don't know that he can stand up in the same way that I'm confident Canelo can. More to the point, I think Canelo all around is a better boxer. I think he's got a better jab. I think he works the body much more than Charlo does and that that will pay dividends as this fight goes on. I think Charlo is a really fun guy. All the stuff I went back and watched, he was very enjoyable to watch. I think he's going to make this fun because of who he is. But I I think that this is a, an opportunity for Canelo to silence the, you know, the admittedly pretty quiet, but there has been some doubt creeping up. I think he's going to silence that pretty effectively here. The current odds, according to sportsbetting.ag, is Canelo is plus 450, uh, Charlo plus 325. Agree or disagree quickly, both of you? That seems that sounds right. It seems in the range of yeah where it should would be. You, I think there's enough doubt. Would you where say minus four fifty? Yeah, it's eighty eighty percent win probability is probably correct. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right. I think Some there's of enough the, doubt where it's not astronomical where you're going to get a few people who are going to throw down on Charlo based on the, the recent performances. And then you're going to get the people who are just like, this is too much. The big state, like Canelo has literally fought on the big stage forever. And Charlo is coming up to the big stage now. And that's enough to, yeah. to really like be the foundation. Biggest fight in, in like, his life by a lot. And oh, without questions. Not oh, even close my... to the biggest fight of Canelo's career. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and Eric, you said you, you saw uh, Canelo kind of put him away in the middle, like late middle rounds. Uh, yeah. the, according to the odds, it is that is the betting favorite. 9-1 Canelo by TKO or KO or disqualification win between rounds 7 and 10. 28 to 1 for him yeah. to win in the win by stoppage in the first two rounds and 80 to 1 for Charlotte to win in the first two rounds. And then his betting favorites are in the later rounds between 9 and 12. I mean, I will say, yeah, Charlo can be a little bit of a of a slow starter at times. So, sure. like, is there a world where like Canelo just comes out and smokes it early? I mean, I could see that too. I don't think that that's oh, completely off the sure. table. If I'm being honest, like, uh, welcome to the big show, uh, little man, and uh, here's your receipt on the way out. Like, yeah, there's also a Jamel Charlo Dude, by first round yeah. chaos, a hundred to one. See that I'm not yeah, so that's, that's just never so yeah, just never gonna happen. I'm like have fun with have fun with those odds. <laughs> I mean, Canelo in round one is plus sixty five hundred, and that's like way more likely to me. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, for sure. it, it feels. It I feels could absolutely like a yeah. see that. Yep. Yeah, I think anyway, that's let's... a really good point, Eric. Like he could start slow, and I want to see him hit, take the first like big shot from canelo so if he holds up well this fight's gonna rule um if he crumbles yeah. because canelo is a very good big hitter and bigger and mm-hmm. this fight's gonna go very poorly for him very quickly another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's bring in Casey. Casey, you're on site. I know you've been pulling some questions. I do want to get your thoughts on the fight, but more specifically on what the interest level is there in Las Vegas, because you've covered some of the, like obviously some of the biggest UFC, Bellator, MMA in general, and boxing all in Las Vegas. Where does this, I'm not going to ask you to rank them, but like what's the general vibe down there compared to previous big fights you've been to? Well, I was right before we started. I noted it, and I noted about ten years ago, maybe not to the exact week. I was in the same room, around the same area, and I was here for the uh, Mayweather Canelo fight. Outside mm. of May Mac, that was the second biggest fight I've ever been live to. Uh, well, Mayweather Pacquiao was right there too, but that's um, pretty Mayweather, big. Yeah, that was pretty big too. But, considering um, okay. considering that's the biggest fight of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I kind of forgot because the fight itself was, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, this this how would I describe this? This is kind of like GSP versus I don't know Pat, Patrick Cote kind of, where like it's it, it, it made sense at the time and like, it was a big fight because but it's more it's more for the Canadian Do you mean side. It's just a little bit Patrick Cote? Who? Oh, no. Do you mean oh, Anderson no, Silva's oh, hatch? Oh, sorry. sorry, they never fought. Uh, I'm, yeah. no, I was trying to think. So oh, yeah, definitely not GSP versus yeah, yeah. Patrick Cote in the battle for sorry. Canada. <laughs> sorry, I meant, I meant Anderson Silva. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. But in, term, in yeah. terms of like an all-time great, and this is just, I don't want to say like a mandatory, but everyone's excited about it. Like everyone expects, you know, they think Charlo's got a good chance and everything. They don't think this is a, just a, a trash matchup or anything as far as the boxing media. But in terms of just hype and everything, this feels as big as any UFC pay-per-view. Like, I mean, we're, we're in the, you know, this is a big ballroom. And yesterday for the undercard press conference, there were like, it felt like 500 media members in here. It was wild. And like, this is something that MMA fans just didn't care about. And that, this is just for the prelims. And, you know, I know MMA fans, we don't really care about the prelims, but for boxing people, like the, they seem to be very excited mm-hmm. about the whole card or at least the whole main card. So I think from a Dude, the co-main's dope. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Um, so from a from a boxing standpoint, this does feel like a very a very big weekend, a big fight for them. It, it, no, yes, this isn't this isn't uh, what, he, what did uh, Eric say? It doesn't really cross over into like mainstream, I think. But in terms of like like kind of like Davis and uh, Garcia did, or even or even the Crawford Spence. But um, in terms of just boxing. This is big, and uh, it's cool to be here, honestly. And um, and it's, I, I, you've been to these events, Jose. Like it's just boxing events; just they have a completely different vibe. And one thing I found interesting oh. too, out, 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 outside of outside of the little bit of Espinosa, Dana White kind of beefing a little bit, there's been like just no kind of talk about MMA or UFC kind of. It's like this is just boxing, 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 boxing. There's no kind of, you know. Like, oh, is Canelo going to fight? 
I don't know, Justin, Justin Gaethje next. There's no, none of that kind of talk. It's just pure boxing, and uh, it's fun. I like it. I think that honestly uh, speaks a lot to like the. I think that speaks a lot to the to the respect that Canelo has earned in his career. Like mm-hmm. the dude is box office. The dude is a superstar. The dude brings it every time, and like you can rely on him to carry a show. But also like boxing's in a good spot like i don't think it needs the mma pull as much in terms of that crossover stuff like i don't think that like i'll be honest like canelo and crawford um is a more interesting fight oh. to me than hearing about like kamara usman wants to fight canelo alvarez or canelo's you know saying like i'll never like yeah, i don't obviously. care about any of that crap like it's just the dumbest thing in the world but i definitely interested in the idea of terence crawford testing himself and and trying to really put the number crawford one pound for pound later on the line yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that type of thing i feel like is yeah, I guess where we need way. to be and i feel like yeah. boxing's in that spot you know yeah, I was happy I wasn't hearing that kind of, like... Yeah, you know, oh, it's so refreshing. Like, 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 it wasn't, there was just not, no whispers of that. It was just pure, we're talking about Canelo, we're talking about Charlo, and that was, that was pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Boxing I, doesn't uh, have Canelo's a brother complex. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Canelo's also <laughs> been, his, like, historically over the last few years, been very quick to shut down those talks when they're brought up. Like, when someone asks about the Paul brothers, he just says... Like he'll literally say like "shut up" and then just like continue on <laughs> with the scrum. Same as for, as for he should. Yeah, remember when he? As I think who who did should. he beat? Did he beat? I, it was the Billy Joe Saunders fight. Someone was wearing like a Paul Brothers shirt like in the ring. It kicked him out of the ring, like <laughs> while he's being interviewed live. I'm oh, you love to see it. Anyway, Casey, you've been compiling some questions. I know we've been going for a, a bit. Do we have any boxing questions oh. from the MMA fighting? Yes. Uh, do, 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 do. Hold on a second. Uh, actually, this I think. Uh... Oh, that's an insult. I am not Jed Mashu, sir. Mm. What is it from Super Dave Fairtex? Good, good name. What is a similar upset Great. in MMA if Charlo beats Canelo? Mm. Gotta give it some sort of that's scale good. for MMA fans. I like Very this good question. question. Let me think about it for a second. It's not Strickland, is he? No, Strickland See, is the problem no, with this no, is no. we kind of... Uh, my mind is instantly going to ones we've already seen, and that makes it harder because yeah. you're kind of assuming who no, I'm trying. Is. I'm trying to pull a new one off. Yeah, pull a new one because my um, mo- honestly, my mind, and it's been I've been thinking about it, is like Silva versus Weidman. Like, that is what so, it no, he, he, felt he, like ahead Here's what it me. is. Here's prob here's probably what I would go with, right? And it's not perfect, certainly in the stardom category, but like Volkanovsky makes the most sense, right? Because Volk lost to Islam, and then you know the we've talked about sure. the Bilbo fights. So he's he, we have seen him lose, but it would be somebody coming up and and taking it from Volk at at bantamweight. So I would say Aljo, if Aljo hadn't just lost to O'Malley, <laughs> if he had you know beaten O'Malley and come, that would have been clear. Oh, yeah, but now it's just like. Sahudo so, Volk, maybe. Like if Sahudo mm. randomly got a featherweight shot, that might be it. Something like that. What about like Strickland mm. Israel? That one was shocking yeah. in the sense that, that if, 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 if Strickland, Strickland if Strickland if Strickland had just melted Israel, that would, like the narrative would have been like, oh, he just caught. Him. But like he, like 
dominated for 25 minutes. That was more shocking to see, especially since the fight was all on the yeah. feet. Um, Charlo being a Canelo would be shocking to me. Be. Yeah. Um, I don't know because there's is there a high level UFC champion right now that's people are asking is he on the decline? Like that's kind of what I'm asking too. Is there a lighter that's weight why I went champion to Israel go up to fight? A, yeah, I, I would say is. Yeah, that's why I went bad. to Volk. Is I don't think anyone's asking it, but yeah. Volk's old. Hmm. The weight class. Yeah, is it's it's so a hard one. It's a hard too. it's a hard one to to do. Uh, knowing I mean, the outcomes. It's, it, I th I think this certainly, in hindsight, feels better. Grasso over Shevchenko. Like at the time, that was obviously an that's enormous upset. But I like I like Grasso. Kind of how we've seen that well, actually, fold out. Like that makes more one. sense. What that's happened? That's a good shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that Valentino was coming off the yeah. title. That's a, that's a yeah, because Valentino was coming off yeah. the title performance, and everyone that was the big, like, is this the time to catch her? And then it did, and then they rematched, and she fought her to a draw. Good question. I really like that. Also, one. I, I also felt the title yeah. on time. Woman in the UFC's band. Yeah, I, mean, I felt I felt at the time a very similar feeling of like Alexa Grasso's skills were being undervalued, even though I thought Valentina yeah. would win. And I feel similarly about this fight. So yeah, and I, I like that one a lot. Alexa is Alexa's also not the biggest flyweight. Like she is, she, yeah. she was yeah. a strong way for most of her career. So she, she was. was you can put throw that narrative in there. All right, that's the answer. Alexa is also Mexican. It kind of just feeds right into it. Well done, Chad. First, and, uh, first and only time we'll ever hear that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll clip it, frame it, put it, send, send the clip to the academy. Yeah, I need NFTs. Are NFTs still that. a thing? Sure, they're real cheap now too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, this one's about boxing, but not about this fight in particular. But I think it's might as well talk about pro it. fights info. Is that Kazushi Okada in a Pirates hat? Sure is. It is. What do you What do you want to see happen with boxing heavyweights? If you could fancy book the division for the next two years or so, dot, dot. So, Eric, I'll start with you. We did, before we went That's, live, there were reports, confirmation, whatever you want to say, that Fury Usyk is going to fight for the undisputed heavyweight championships. We will. We could possibly have, I always say possibly because draws are always possible or the fight might not even happen. The Lennox Lewis is the last undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. And you and I have talked about it, that like we want that in our lives again. So if you could fantasy book the heavyweight division quickly, what would you do? I, I don't want to go two years because I just like heavyweight is a, is a shit show and it's just impossible to yep. go that far ahead. So I'll just go next fight. I think we need um, Joshua and Wilder. I think that that fight needs mm -hmm. to happen. Yeah. If it doesn't, I'm okay with uh, Joshua and uh, Zhang. I, I like that fight a lot too. Um, that too. I think that would be a great fight. But uh, Fury Usyk, obviously, and now that we're getting it, like mm -hmm. great. Uh, Joshua Wilder winner fights Fury Usyk winner, and and Bob Jernana. Uh, obviously, I'm discounting Francis Ngannou as much as the promotion uh discounted francis and ganu when they booked tyson fury's next fight uh, ahead of that fight happening so yeah uh, i i th that's the the four-man tournament i want to see obviously there's other interesting heavyweights i think in uh Zhang, and i'd love to see andrew ruiz kind of in the mix and there's lots of other guys um that oh. i think uh could enter that convo but um those two matchups i think are the other ones i want to see the most and then pair that off uh winners fight winners and if you can do Anthony Andrew, Joshua yeah. versus Tyson Fury as the undisputed champion in Wembley oh. Stadium, 
your oh, your printing nice. money. You are literally like I money. said, like I, I mean, said, I think last year I said that last Casey the clips out there somewhere. I literally said Joshua Fury at Wembley Stadium prints money, and you have to literally add seats. That's the biggest fight you could possibly do in terms of revenue wise. I don't. Jay, I don't want to shit on you, but um, oh, don't want to shit on you, but people have been saying that fight prints money for like eight years. Oh, I'm not so saying it's, it's a. I'm not saying that's, that's a new narrative. I'm saying that's boxing, when Fury though. when when yeah, when Fury and Ngana when Fury and Ngana were were won the talks. I think this. I think we had this conversation after the Dillian White Fury fight, and every and then Fury, Ngana was there, and I was like, I don't give a fuck about Ngana Fury. Like, give me Usyk yeah, versus all that and then but like if you go back and watch that everyone was like oh you're francis is gonna try fear i'm like i could give a shit i honestly could give a shit still feel that way anyway what do we got Jim? give me some heavyweight francis knocks him out oh sure easy man it's 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 every it's everything rick said you do you do security um you do wilder joshua you do uh Zhang Ruiz, because that's fun. The winner of Zhang Ruiz can fight the loser of Wilder Joshua. The winner of Joshua Wilder fights the winner of Zeke. It's it's like child's play simple. Yeah. Because is there anybody just, who would not be? Is there anybody who would not be interested in a in a um, Fury versus Wilder fight again? I I personally am. But I'm just asking because of how many times we've seen it. I would watch that a million times. Is there anybody? I don't who would just care. Like, eh, I wanna. I will. I'll watch, watch it, Deontay would, Wilder fight sure. anyone. But I don't care about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've fair. seen it. I, I know what's going to happen. I don't know. Like he's I just want to know what, what I want to know what Andrew Ruiz does next because I, for a long time I wanted to yeah. see Andrew Ruiz fight Dillian White. Fight White's obviously on the shelf for a bit. Yeah, he could fight Zhang, but I kind of want uh, fight Zhang. I want that's Zhang a fun ass fight. fight. I know. I like yeah, it. that's fair. Let's do it. Heavy, heavyweight kind of books itself now now that thing now that things are shaking out i feel like there was more murkiness yeah. uncertainty a little while ago i now think it's kind of big, just like all leading to the big issue until. with boxing is you have there's these things called rematch clauses that just kind of throw and pause everything and mandatories and all that stuff but like we just booked something that made <laughs> sense but all of this makes that. too much sense for boxing you know like will, it's too easy which means it won't happen down. yeah i acknowledge your monkey wins, it all comes man. crashing down I, I acknowledge anyway. your Ingaru monkey wrench. I, I see. I, <laughs> I woke up this morning and saw the Usyk stuff and I was like, oh my God, he, Fury's going to get knocked out because the best laid yeah, plans sure. of Nice and Men get ruined by chaos. Not, not by logic or reason, <laughs> but by the dumbest thing possible. From, uh, from Azan Zaman, what did you think of the Tyson Fury disrespect to Ngannou? I'm assuming that's Fury booking the Usyk fight while he's already booked up with Francis Ngannou. Yeah, I got to I got to be honest. Tyson Fury is typically smarter than this. Um, yeah, he's usually very good about promoting his opponents. He's usually very good, even in fights where I feel like people kind of know the outcomes where he's like, look, here's why it's dangerous. Here's why I'm vulnerable. Um, it's going to be a great fight. You need to tune in. And this one does, I have to admit, kind of feel like he's just putting Francis Ngannou on ice and being like, yeah, this, I'm yeah. moving on from this. I'm, I'm looking ahead to Usyk. And that's not usually how he operates, so I'm a little bit surprised. Um, but it just feel, I, I guess it feels like promotionally they needed to get this done um, for Saudi Arabia. And so 
you know, I'm not going to complain about getting a heavyweight title unification between who I think are the two best um, at the moment. But I do feel like it is disrespectful to Ngannou. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a damn thing he can do about it because Tyson Fury is going to mop the floor with him. So, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Agreed. Truth isn't disrespect. Truth is just truth. Um, also, do, do, what does he care about promoting this thing? He already got the bag. Like, they stopped yeah. paying him a billion dollars. <laughs> what does he give a shit? And probably based on John Fury, you know, comments about Tyson, uh, you know, probably totally a coincidence, but it is funny that like a day after Tyson Fury's dad like rips Nganu for sucking at boxing, like, in that clip it's like okay we'll we'll go ahead and put the the Usyk paper down we're good on this we don't have to concern ourselves so yeah it's not disrespect it's just honesty you know in a weird way i feel like the the disrespect is actually promotion in a unique way because i think if tyson kind of came out tyson fear came, came out like you know i'm, I'm trying i'm training my best this is the toughest matchup ever i think we'd be kind of like eh. i think the fact that he's going all in on the he's disrespect like, it's, it if I lose, I'm going to get more. made fun of relentlessly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, so to play awesome. devil's, in, to in play devil's advocate, to play devil's advocate, though, like from a non-fight fan perspective, not necessarily like our perspective where we're going to watch these things anyway. If you're a non-fight fan and Tyson Fury is saying like, this is the appetizer, I'm blowing through this guy. When I, when I fight Usyk, that's the real fight. That's the one I would buy if I didn't know better. I'd be like, okay, I don't really yeah, need yeah. to see... I don't really need to see the one before the the final. Um, th- that's the real fight. So I don't know if I'd plop down money for that. I, I think I'd probably skip it. But granted, we're I, a different, I think the plan different is class. To, I'm going to watch allow it. it to, I think the plan is just to allow it to be the cultural moment thing of, hey, this is like a thing people are talking about, not this is a competitive fight that we give a shit about. God bless. Hope it works. But Connor, Connor, dude, everybody already won. They already got the check cleared. Yeah. They're covered. They're fine. They, they need to sell pay per views if they really want to make the bag. They need to. They need to actually, you know, drive some kind of traffic. It was the promotion. They're doing yes. promotion. No, don't get me wrong. I know. I know that they're they're getting paid handsomely, but I, I think they want this to be successful from that perspective as well. The broadcast partners I and everybody else Francis who's buying cares into more it. about that than than Tyson does. Yeah, he should. He really should. He should, and he absolutely should. But you know, Tyson can be like, I'm focused on the Usyk because that's the thing that's going to do a lot of pay per views. It's going to be great, and I also get Saudi money with that. So hell yeah. We got one more, Casey, or I know we're coming up on time right now. That's a wrap. So thank you, everyone, for joining our our boxing preview show. I always enjoy doing these with these fine gentlemen. Casey's on site. You can go to MMAfighting.com for all of our face-offs, press conferences, and everything. You can listen to Jed on No Bets Bard, and damn, they were good, and all of our other BTL preview shows and post shows that he's on, and you'll see New York Rick on the MMA Hour every Mondays and Wednesdays. So Sometimes hosting. Sometimes, and every now and then, I appear from out of the woods and you see me, which is a rare occurrence. But until we see you again, we out. Love y'all. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.